All right, welcome in. My name is Andy Lack. Coming up next on Inside Golf Podcast, we've got Patrick McDonald of CBS Sports talking all things Wells Fargo Championship. This is a good one that I hope you enjoy. We are presented, of course, by rickrungood.com. All of my written content is on there. Slack channel, bunch of new tools dropping on there very soon as well. The model generator specifically, uh, you're going to be able to put anything in there. I think it's going to be really useful and we're really excited for it. So rickrungood.com, promo code Andy. It's very cheap and a great community to be a part of. All right, let's bring in Patrick. All right, Patrick McDonald is here from CBS Sports. Brand new golf writer for CBS Sports. Patrick, thanks for joining me, buddy. What's going on, Andy? Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming, you and me getting back, uh, shooting the shit. And yeah, it's good to see you again. I think last time we were about 10 minutes away from ranking all the wives on the Ryder Cup teams. Oh, the wags. Yeah. I mean, Nikki, Nikki's back in the spotlight after that Zerk when I'm sure you're happy uh, to see Xander in the circle too there. That was nice. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of people for the first time were like, man, Cantley's got a really hot girlfriend. It's like, dude, we've, we've been on this hill for quite some time. Like, yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome up, to Nikki please. Island. <laughs> um, well, before we get in, I want to have you on specifically for this event because you're right down the road. You've played this course before, but talk about, give, give a little plug, man. First talk about you just, so you just got hired for CBS. Is it, is it, it's completely full time. Like what's give, give the listeners a little rundown about what you're doing and where they can find your work in the future. Uh, yeah. So I was over at, uh, the edge as it is called with NBC sports, uh, for about a year and, yeah, full time at CBS Sports now. Very lucky, uh, appreciative, and kind of you know I know put in a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Uh, so kind of proud of myself at the same time. But yeah, just full on golf writing there with a little more. We're trying to get a little more emphasis on the gambling side of things. We're still mm. trying to kind of figure out our content plan and whatnot. But yeah, anything golf. I mean, we we're talking about Norman and Phil today. You know. Tiger at Southern Hills last week, everything like that. Anything under the golf umbrella I'll be touching now, which is, uh, you know, a good change of pace. It was typically only gambling stuff for me over at NBC. And now kind of being able to touch the entire golf uh, world is something I'm really excited for. And I can't wait uh, to kind of do. Will we get to uh, see you at all in the first cut? Think I think so, Jacob. Uh, my first oh, Jacob's day, great. Yeah, hit me up on Slack. He's like, we need you on there. So uh, I, I think I got a brown nose. You know, kiss enough babies. Uh, <laughs> you know, carry the pads in after practice and two a days. I think I can. I think I can pull a few strings with that one too. Yeah, I, I've yeah. got a couple. Hey, of, I've got a couple ends over there. Um, anything, anything. I'd appreciate. <laughs> coach, coach is wild. He he's he's a character. All right. I went on for two. Rick asked if I could just hop on for two shows during master's week. That guy's a fucking character. Yeah. I mean, he's like a WWE guy. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like those guys are absolute looney tunes to begin with. So you put that type of guy in the golf world. It's hilarious. He's on PGA tour live, dude. Yeah. He, he, he calls it like a wrestling match. Sometimes it's like so my man, he kind of just hit a seven iron to 15 feet. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> He's very good. Well, I'm super excited for you on, on that front. 
want to get you want to get you going on the first cut. Anything anything Mexico you want to talk about before? Before we dive into this, any big takeaways, any, any tiger takes from Southern Hills? What, what has you buzzing in the world of golf this past week? Uh, I mean, Mexico was a dud betting wise too. kind of let all my guys let me down there at the end. I think, you know, Finau making that charge was just typical tease Tony Finau, you know, giving you just enough, you know, just taking that little strap off the shoulder, but not giving it away. But I don't know. Do you think, this does this has to do something for Rom mentally. The short game's a problem. I think we all know that. But would you agree that kind of having this weight off his shoulder makes him a bit more dangerous for the PGA championship? Definitely. I think looking back on it, I wish that I was and I mean I was never gonna bet him at plus three fifty, but I didn't play him at all in DraftKings. And looking back on it, I wish that I was a little more of the mindset that like, man, he is he is there for a specific purpose. He needs one. It's been like 10 months. He lost his uh, number one ranking. So yeah, I think, I mean, who, who'd you put as a favorite right now heading into Southern Hills? I think Scotty's probably earned it more, but Rom scares me more. Yeah. And I mean, I'd put Colin right there too. The yes. way his irons are getting back to Pete Colin. And mm. He's going to, he's like one of the last elite type of guys we've seen it the past three weeks, right? Spieth, Xander, Cantlay, now Rom. And we were kind of talking about how like none of the elites have really won this year and they all just rattled it off in a month. And it's kind of just Colin and J2 who haven't won this season of the top guys. So I put those two guys up there with them as well. What do you think about Tiger? You think he's going to play? Yeah, definitely think he's going to play. And he's, I think he's going to fare better than the masters just because the okay. weather's probably going to be a bit more conducive to his back and his leg and all that stuff. And, I mean, we saw on Saturday, he just, he couldn't take it. He actually hit the ball pretty well. I think he lost like five strokes putting in the third round at Augusta. Yeah. So that was my biggest takeaway from him at the Masters was the driver. It looked kind of iffy early on in the week, and then it got going there. Uh, So I was impressed from that standpoint. But yeah, I think, you know, another made cut, maybe top 30 or 40 is in his future. Sounds about right. I would, the title is fair. It, there are in fact hills uh, at Southern Hills. I played it about a year and a half ago, and it's I don't I, I don't I haven't played Augusta. I don't think it looks as much of a difficult walk as as the Masters does, but I still think it's going to be a grind, and it, it gets windy in Oklahoma that that time of year. There's a lot of that's a tougher field than the Masters too. Like you oh, think yeah. about what Tiger had to do at Augusta, it's basically like seventy guys. But now you get, I think, the, what, there's 150 guys in the PGA and 15 of them are PGA professionals. And then the next, well, the PGA has always had the toughest field. Hasn't that always been been the thing? Because it doesn't have the qualifying and it gets like all the top 120 guys and then just a couple club pros. Yeah, I think so. And kind of in like recent years, it's kind of like creeping up. I've always considered the PGA the absolute bottom major right. it's it's been kind of such a dud but like the last five years it's like really grown on me like the venues have been great the yes. like conditions have been fun to watch so yeah i think the field's the toughest like you said and you know the venues are catching up too and i mean you you can obviously speak on southern hills more than i can but uh it looks like an absolute treat i think people are gonna love it so they did this it's nothing like the course that tiger won at in 2007 gil Hans did this big renovation or more of a 
a restoration actually, but we're, we're splitting hairs, I guess that's a different podcast. Anyway, I, I think it's going to be tough. I think people are, if the weather cooperates and it's generally quite windy in Oklahoma, that type of year, I would not be shocked if the winning score is like four under. I really okay. think that I think it's going to be a real challenge for these guys. It's there's not a flat lie on that entire golf course. The greens are super firm. I think it's going to be a blast. I think you're right. I think the PGA is kind of nailing it with some of these venues recently. They set up Kiowa so well too. And I think that's the cool thing too about the PGA is that in the past, like there's been a couple of PGAs that were won at like 20 under, right? And so I think part of the reason why it's raising up in our ranks is because they're saying like, all right, let's set this up a little bit more like a US Open. And what, Phil was like, what, seven under last year? It's like four uh, guys under yeah, par. something like that. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it was not a lot. Yeah. I think that'll be the same this year. Yeah. All right, cool. I can get beyond that. This week, however, you said to me a little bit right before we went hot, you don't think it's going to play as hard as other people did. I'm talking about TPC Potomac. Wells Fargo Championship. We're not going to Quail Hollow this year because uh, because we have the President's Cup there in a couple months. But you've played this course before. You live what? Do you live on the? You live in D.C. the Virginia side. Where? How far are you from the course? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in the city, probably like half an hour tops. Uh, okay. But like where I grew up uh, in in Virginia, you just have to like over the bridge and right there in Maryland. And that area of Maryland has like all time golf courses and yeah. TPC Potomac is just one of them. So been lucky enough to have been on there uh, a couple of times. I've heard ph- phenomenal things about burning tree. Oh, if you're lucky to get on, it's, it's pretty insane. Uh, it's, uh, the stories they have and everything. So if I'm a big architecture guy, as you know, go on, like search burning tree on like golf club Atlas, like their forums there's some there's some wild stuff about that club online. It's like they're super like they're like it's like a secret society, right? Like you, no oh. one talks about it. No, it's like you you can play naked if you want to. I mean, I might get shot just for talking about this right now. I think I have a red dot on my forehead. But yeah, it's like all the presidents have gone there, like just yeah. played ass naked before, kind of <laughs> shot the shit, did whatever they want. I had a friend who was like a pro at my old, at my home course, and he went over there. Uh, got me on. It was like, you felt like you were just like not on planet earth at it's all. It's like, like Bohemian Grove shit. Yeah. It's they like true detective season three. <laughs> You're like in a cult. I don't know what I signed up for, but you know, except for like a few dozen, you know, bogeys. <laughs> they have a good logo too. I want to get my hands on one of their, one of their t-shirts or polos. Um, uh, it's all but Potomac's public, right? Uh, TPC Potomac. Uh, has a membership. Okay. It's part of the TPC network. They, you basically, you can get like the membership at one of the TPC courses and then play at a play at some of them. Right. Has, is that how it works? Yeah. I'm, I'm like pretty sure it operates close to a country club. Okay. Um, cause we, I got on cause I knew I had a buddy in the bag room who was a caddy. So I got on that way. Uh, and then my course was like under construction one summer. So we had playing privileges there for like a couple months. So that's how I got on twice. So give me big picture takeaways. Have you, what do you think like people are missing about this course? Maybe have you, I don't know. Have you, have you consumed a lot already this week on this course? Like what are, what are your kind of thoughts heading into the week? 
I, I haven't read or listened to much yet, uh, which is probably a good thing. But the one thing I noticed when I played and, you know, I'm not comparing myself to these guys, you know, I might be better than them, honestly, but <laughs> <laughs> you cannot miss left like off the tee. You cannot. That's um, what I said on my podcast. And somebody really? came at me. Yeah. Somebody was like firing strays at Cam Smith. And I was like, no, I just was going through the holes and I don't think a big left miss is going to help you out here very much. Yeah. And I've always like, you know, two rounds I've played there, I've played pretty good, but my mm-hmm. miss is like, a, I'm left-handed. It's like a violent snappy hook that could take a head off, but it's to the right. And, you know, I've played with, you know, friends and, you know, my old man, he has a hook, but he's righty. He's yeah. in the shit. He's in the Creek. Uh, so, yeah, I think you go through the holes. Some of them will be less than driver, obviously, but it's like eight of them, something like that. If you miss left, you're kind of, you know, shit for luck. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe that's why Xander withdrew. <laughs> <laughs> Smart cat. Um, so that's like the main takeaway. The greens are definitely small. And then I guess like one other thing is it's May. And the last two times they played this tournament, it was the beginning of July, 18. The DC area was going through a drought. Like okay. ponds on our course were like drying up. It was really bad. It rained here yesterday. It's going to rain, you know, maybe Wednesday and throughout the week. So the firmness and the fieriness may not be there mm. just because not only the weather, but the time of year too. So those would be my two big ones. Okay. That's a good one because I think a lot of people are saying like rock hard bent grass greens and it's like well there's supposed to be some rain tournament week and even if you guys didn't get a ton of rain like i made this mistake at the players where i was like ah florida's been super dry like i know they're getting rain tournament week but like you know that area has been super dry it's like no if you get rain on wednesday night like that's it's gonna be soft yeah and the weather here has been like super wishy-washy like this week it sucks that it's tournament week because it's like 50 60s like not that great but like last week it was like 80 but week before it was like 50 so colder right yeah for sure huh interesting winning score give me a winning score prediction i'm gonna guess 17 wow yeah i think one guy will get there at least okay so the molinari year when he won by eight um, he got to 21, but second place was like 13. And I think they were all kind of like the top 10 were kind of hovering around like eight, nine, 10 under par. I think they got, a, I think they got rain that week too. So when the course does soften up, I think you're right. It's gettable. Yeah, it definitely is. And, uh, I don't know. It's something, Never mind. I was going to say like, go for it. I, I'm, I'm kind of like. I mean, I'm picking a few of them, but I'm kind of, cons- oh man, I'm twisting over my feet right now. When you have to like focus so much, you know, when you're on like tight fucking golf courses, as yes. opposed to like last week where mm-hmm. you could just hit it a country mile any yeah. which way you want. Yeah, of course. Your accuracy kind of perks up a little bit, I think. And it's not in the numbers. People are going to call me out for being a complete, you know, idiot, which is fair. But when you're on that course and you're kind of zoned in on the tree lines, I think I think it's not going to play as hard as people think. I'll just say that. I think that's fair. I can't tell you the amount of times where 
if there's a giant fairway, I'm going to utilize that fairway, right? Like if there's, if I'm stepping up and I know I have room, like it's very hard for me to pick a spot. So I, I get what you're saying there. Is there any, anything else that, that stood out to you that you think people should know about this golf course before they make any bets. I think the fact that you think it's going to play a lot easier, I think that's a huge one. I've already heard a ton this week that people think it's going to play super hard. So any anything else before we kind of get into the odds board? All right. I'm glad I'm on this island because uh, <laughs> there, there's a chance I could definitely, 50-50 chance I'm right or wrong. Well, we're, with both, ev- with we're both zaggers. So this is good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not really. I think none of the par threes really play to the scorecard yardage if that's something mm. you're, you're into right three is kind of downhill uh nine's significantly downhill 12 is a little uphill and 17 is a little downhill so outside of that i think what you see is kind of what you get all right let's talk about the odds so i'm using DraftKings sportsbook we got rory mcelroy at plus 750 connor's at 17 to 1 Finau 21 to 1 fitzpatrick 21 hatton 28 these are the guys under 30. Any of those guys have your attention? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> bluntly, no. Uh, I thought about Corey Connors. I, everyone I what, thought about Corey yeah, Connors this week. I don't know what you listed them at, but I'm, I'm looking at, to be honest, I, I totally just did not listen. I was pulling up DraftKings <laughs> on my end. Uh, <laughs> He's 70 to 1, I think. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm seeing. That's okay. No shot, but. You know, it's a good course for him, I think. Uh, but the one guy, which is, you know, kind of disgusting to say, I must uh, mm. must say, Matthew Fitzpatrick is the guy yeah. on the low end I was looking at and mm. really considering. Uh, just because, off the tee, he's become, like, pretty dynamic. He's added a lot of length. He's always been accurate. Uh, he's, like, top 30 this year on tour and strokes gained off the tee. I think... You know, some people might have gotten burned at the heritage, which, you know, is fine. I don't really care too much about that, but yeah, he just couldn't putt that week. He was fine off the tee. Exactly. And this is like the field. And look, if if you think it's going to play tough, it's going to be cold. It's going to be a little windy, uh, wet, uh, you know, maybe firm and fast mixed in there too, even though I just completely contradicted myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Matthew Fitzpatrick's kind of your guy for that, is he not? I bet Matthew Fitzpatrick at twenty-two to one, and then I heard <laughs> okay, you. Come, there you yeah, go. and then I heard you come on here and say you got to get to almost twenty under, and I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, um, I did not bet Matthew Fitzpatrick, but I do like it. Yeah, he. I so I like him on all of his Euro Tour wins have come on these like shorter, tree lined Parkland bent grass courses. Um, and you're right. He's just an incredible driver of the ball. The only thing that worries me is if this was going to be one at like six under par, I would feel a lot better about him than if it was one at 17 under par. Doesn't mean he can't win at 17 under par, but I would feel better if it was a little bit harder. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, Um, so I I can change my prediction if you want. I could say, you know, like 11 (laughs) under par. We're going to stick with 11 under par for Fitzpatrick. That makes me feel a little bit better. I I got a Corey Connors take I want to unleash on you. Yeah, let me have it. This is like 50% take, 50% I actually believe this. Can you give me 
three legitimate reasons why Corey Connors is better at golf than Luke List? Like blind resume test. Like, are we sure he's better at golf than Luke List? Uh, Canadian. I think that <laughs> that goes a long ways in the DFS gambling Twitter world. That's a good point. That's like um, a that's a better reason <laughs> that I could have come up with. But outside of that, no, I, I mean, why bet that guy when you could get what's the list this week? Like 130 to one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Connors is better than. I'm not. I'm not saying that list is like better than Connors. I'm just saying you actually line it up. You look at the stats. List has won recently. His win was way better than Connors win, and Connors win was like three years ago. Yeah, Connors has been good at the Masters. List has been sneaky good at majors. He's got like a top five at a PGA too. So my only point is, you just. I think, you know, I talked a lot on the Sunday show about how Connors is going to be super popular. And if you didn't want to bet Connors at 20, I think there are a lot of good discount options of like similar guys. I think people are still going to bet Connors at 20. Um, but I think you could make a case that some of these guys like Keegan, List, I mean, even Answer, who is in the 30s. Does a lot of those same things well. Better putter, better on bent grass. Like I just, I, I, I think I don't know why the number is so low. I think he's awesome. He checked every box for me too. It's hard not to like research this tournament and not think he's a great play. But I, I just, I, I don't even find twenty tempting. No, not at all. And it's like I see him winning in like an actual good field for his next win mm. for some reason, like during the Florida swing, like API, you know, hell maybe even a fucking players or something. Yeah. But I'm betting that guy at like 70 mm. in, in a tough field. I'm not betting him 20 to one in a field like this personally. So favorite at the top, you'd probably go Fitzpatrick, but you haven't made the move yet. Have you made any moves in this kind of next tier of like these guys in the thirties? Oh yeah, you mentioned him. Is you this your him. range? Yeah, he's uh, he's a better putter than Corey Connors. Your words, not mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet on answer at thirty-five. I um, love it. And I'm not an Abe answer guy. Absolutely not. I I think he backed into his win. Uh, oh, in Memphis he last year. completely backed into his like, win. Like he should not have won that tournament from Bryson and English to Sam Burns missing that short putt in the playoff. So. I'm kind of talking myself out of this right now, but <laughs> the, the money is already in there and the fit's just perfect for him. And we've seen yes. that he has a course record here. I'm a little concerned about his back. He did say he was a hundred percent last week, but I wasn't completely he, buying it. He hit the ball pretty well. Yeah. He had like, I think the third round, his irons yeah. were really good, which was enough for me to just get there with them. Doesn't and take much. Stats are like a hostage situation. You can manipulate them however you want. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sitting on this, you can't miss left take. And he's like number mm. two in avoiding left or off off the tee. And <sighs> I was like, I gotta I gotta die on this sword here. So I gotta That's, bet on Abe answer at 35. <laughs> That's a good one. My one concern with answer, he's like making an underrated run right now at Victor Hovland's title for best player worst short game award. Yeah, I think I think I get lost in I follow his old caddy on Instagram. Oh, really? 
Yeah, the pork missile guy, Dale uh, Valley or whatever. <laughs> I don't, all, I don't know. All time follow if, if you don't. Um, I'll check him out. And he throws like old clips of like answer, just throwing like disgusting nippy wedges in there. I'm like, uh, this guy's top five on tour around the green. Easy. <laughs> he's uh he's lost a combined 13 strokes around the green in his last two starts, but I mean I like I top, 10. Hovland, top ten. Hovland's won that way too, by the way. Hovland like had that those stats heading into like I guess the last time he won was Mayakoba. So I don't rule it out. He's also good on bat. He's good at Colonial. He's good at TPC River Highlands. I like it a lot. Anyone else in this range? Who who comes next for you? Uh, my next guy is not until 50. Mm. And it okay. is one Mr. Siwoo Kim. He's your guy. I feel like you're a big Siwoo guy. I bet him a decent amount. And it, dude, his, he's like sneaky, one of the most consistent guys on tour now. I was just going to say that. He's like, the perception around Siwoo is that he like is super volatile and misses a bunch of cuts. He hasn't missed a cut in like 15 starts. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I think the one, he like withdrew from the players because he wasn't, he didn't want to come back the next morning. He was he was going to miss a cut anyways. Not going to count um, for that. No. And like off the tee, he's like dynamite. And he's played these shorter courses as well. You think Sawgrass, Sedgefield, mm. uh, Harbortown even. And the irons are starting to come along. It's starting to kind of follow his off the tee play. And so, yeah, I'll take a stab at him at 50 uh, in lieu of some of these other guys. Homa's your guy too, right? I feel like I have like a weird memory of you always betting Homa. I bet Max Homa way too fucking much. And his whole gang has started to infiltrate my betting card of like (laughs) Taylor Gooch and Joel Damon. Like (laughs) all those three guys, buddy, buddy are I bet on Joel Damon so freaking much lately. It's been, yeah. Oh my god, it's. He was great at the Heritage. I mean, I know he, he had <laughs> he had he had the lead on on Friday for a little bit actually. Yeah. And he, he was uh, Pebble Beach. He had the lead there, heading in the back nine next to Spieth. I mean, I I didn't get there with him this week. Thank fucking God. But me neither. Homa's a guy. I can't bet on him at twenty eight, and I think. It's weird. Like last year when he's been, when he was playing well and everything, he would still get listed around 70 or 80 to one. Yeah. In some of these tournaments. And granted, this field's pretty poor, but 28 is just not a number I'm going to bet Max Oma at. All right. There are a lot of guys in this range that I actually want to like do quick hits on. So we're going to play a game. I'm going to, I'm going to name a guy and you're going to go, you're going to go in or out. And that could just be like good play, bad play. All right, let's do it. Gary Woodland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, why not? Couldn't you see? He was like the most popular bet last week, and no one's going to bet him last week. I could see him giving the old metal shaft to a lot of people this week. Yeah, and I think uh, with Gary, you kind of always want to target him on like less than driver courses, right? Uh, yes. And this is definitely one of them. And I think one of his all-time stingers, if you like watch that scratch video, is here at TPC Potomac. Uh, you know, if you if you want to get over the finish line with something like that. I just got the uh, I just got the notification from Zoom that we have nine minutes remaining in this meeting. So probably going to have to send this chopped up to the editor. I uh, 
I screwed up with the meeting. That's why I was, I did not hear a word that you just said about Gary. Oh, that's fine. It was a lot of garbage anyways. Uh, <laughs> and, and tell your editor, no overtime pay. Come on. <laughs> All right. So we're going to run for nine more minutes and then we're probably going to start over again in a second. Anyway, Cameron Young, popular bet this week, in or out? Cameron Young, I am out on at that number. No freaking way. He's down to 28 to one. That's crazy. Leishman, in or out? Leishman, in. Virginia Beach resident. Uh, had his charity event today. Vibes are good. Good history here. And kind of like Siwoo, sneaky, consistent year. Just hasn't really had, you know, the the low round you needed to kind of win a tournament uh, like he had in the fall with those couple top five. So I'm in on Leishman. Keegan. Uh, oh, God. No, I can't bet Keegan Bradley. It's a great fit, though. I mean, you're talking discount Corey Connors. I think yeah. he could arguably be one of those. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I talked about him in the Sunday show. I thought he was going to be 50 plus. Um, I don't think I can stomach like a 37 or a 33. Patrick Reed, signs of life. Signs of life, yeah. And he's gained strokes off the tee in two straight tournaments now. That's the first time in back-to-back PGA events since he, last he can summer. Get a, he can get a little snappy, though, right? Oh, he can get a little oh, snappy with that left. Yeah, yeah he definitely can. Uh, I, I don't love him here, but you know, I think he's, he's progressing towards maybe a win this summer. All right, two more, and then we're going to talk about some, some guys lower down the board. Hanley. Was that Cantley or Henley? Hen- Henley. <laughs> Hanley. I am out on Russell Henley, but okay. he fits the Corey Connor mold, uh, mold you're kind of talking about. But, yeah, I mean, I can't. You can't. Can you stomach Russell Henley on the back nine on a Sunday? No. I was uh... – were you part of that Sony Open thing or the Wyndham thing? I was a part of both, unfortunately. Neither, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Henley is there's like this weird thing. Like I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I was just comparing from a bunch of places. He's got to have like naked pictures or something on the CEO of DraftKings, or he's like heavily invested in their like NFT program or something. I don't understand why he's always the third favorite on DraftKings. Doesn't matter the tournament. He'll be the third favorite on DraftKings at the PGA in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's they always have like like let I know like Henley's always that guy for them, but like even last week they had Tringali up there. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. They must have one trader who's just like fuck it. <laughs> Let's see if anyone's going to bet on this guy this disgusting number. I think people do. That's the funny oh, thing. For sure. Like you look it's it's funny because we live in a uh, we live in a bubble a little bit, right? But I was looking at the betting splits from DraftKings last week. I think Reed Fowler, so shout out to him. He posted every week. But you go through Twitter and like everyone's like, "Oh fuck, John Rom!" Like I'm never going to bet John Rom at three fifty. You'd be you wouldn't be caught dead on Twitter betting somebody at three fifty. He was the most bet guy at DraftKings Sportsbook by like a wide margin like 15 percent of the tickets were on rom at plus 300 last week yeah it's brutal because like you know the guy betting baseball game every night or football or whatever they yeah. see a 350 price tag that are like oh this is freaking sweet let me get on on that and we see it and we're like no shot no shot yeah um last one paul casey paul casey is i'm going out to the tournament tomorrow okay uh, 
he was going to be one of the first guys I try to find. I'm going to, you know, give him a back massage or something, see how he's doing. Uh, I, I like him, but it's like, dude, are you going to be able to play four rounds? Uh, so that's something I'm trying to figure out tomorrow. But I don't, I don't mind him. Honestly, I think 35 is somewhat decent. You know, the problem with Casey is the problem with golf in general is that like the argument used to be like, oh, if he's playing, if he's in the field, you have to assume he's healthy. It's like, eh, it's like, it's not really like football where if you're 50 50 and you know that you're going to get hit by 300 pound humans, like you're not, you're, if you're hurt, you're hurt. In golf, it's like, all right, I could take a couple swings, see how my back feels. I'll just withdraw on the third hole if I'm not feeling it. Like Casey's the type of guy, like he'll show up to the first tee. He'll take a practice swing and I'll be like, eh, not today, guys. Yeah. And, you know, kind of chilly weather here, mm. the rain, that could be bad. You know what we have seen with like a lot of golfers lately is like, I had no idea you were allowed to, they have like a heating pad on the golf course. We saw it a lot. I think it was like uh, in LA or something. Wasn't Hoffman? Charlie Hoffman yeah. was doing something like that. I had no yeah. idea that was allowed. Yeah, you can warm up your isn't it? It's just like a heating pouch, right? You can warm up your hands and stuff like that. He had like a full thing wrapped around him. Like a full on like back I know. heating yeah, pouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I remember that. I remember I forgot what tournament that is. All right, wait, last one, because there's one actually two more guys I want to ask you about really quickly. Sergio. Sergio. Is he is he going to live? I've heard some oh. some some live buzz about him. Oh, dude, I thought you said, is he going to live? Like, is he going to die? <laughs> no, I'm talking, um, about, I'm talking about live under par. Our boys I, was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, what's happening <laughs> to El Nino? Um, you know, who knows? But he could, de- I mean, that whole like kind of Ryder Cup dusty European group is allegedly, mm-hmm. you know, all, all go. And you think Poulter, Westwood. Uh, yeah. Maybe. So we we're having this discussion today. Norman said he had two former number ones who are currently in the top 100. Is it Westwood, Scott? Is it Westwood and Scott or is it Westwood and Rose? My guess would be all of them. Oh, wait, you said only two. (laughs) So I have to choose. It's definitely definitely Westwood. Yeah. Tough call between Rose and Scott. Mm -hmm. Tough call between Rose and Scott. Probably Rose. If you're if you're making me ask, what about you? I, I lean Rose too, but I know Scott said it was like an attractive option from a lifestyle point of view, just like my, getting paid a shit ton and never really playing. That's my whole thing with the live guys. It's like I just how do you get up for the Wells Fargo Championship if you know that even if you win, you're going to make almost just as much money just for showing up in Boston next month to a hit and giggle with all your middle-aged Ryder cup buddies. Like, how do you get up and say like, I have to go fucking beat Rory and Cameron young and all these young fuckers. Like when I can just fuck around with, with my 45 year old friends and get paid anyway. It's like, I don't, it's just, it's tough. I feel like it'd be tough to get up for. You know what I mean? No, I'm definitely with you. And I'm pretty sure like Louis was Louis was in the field. So week. was Kokrak. Yeah. And <laughs> Louis's not hurt any, anymore. He was at oh. charity events swinging the club fine. So he was like 
F this, you know, get me to London or something. Let me play the PGA US Open and hop over to London. Um, yeah, no, it's impossible to, to be motivated for an, an event like this. We've got one more. Last one for you, Patrick. Webb Simpson. Oh, God. Uh, first, I don't think I even touched on Sergio. I, I, I think I'm out <laughs> because uh, I, I was too concerned. I thought Sergio was like on his deathbed or something, <laughs> like you said. Uh, but, of course, that takes driver out of his hand. I think I'm out on, even yeah. though the putter the putter's been pretty good. Uh, Webb Simpson, I am in on, mm. and I bet, I bet on him. Against my better judgment, I think it's a fool's bet. Do not recommend, not financial advice. But I, I, I bet I'm at 60 this morning, and I don't know. Just kind of a blind, like, number play. It wasn't even like – it's not a good number either. I think he, sh- he should probably be higher, probably closer to 75, to be honest with you. But it, it came down to, like, him or Russell Knox for me. And I, I, yeah, that's, that's where I am mentally. And I was like, is Russell Knox really going to win a golf tournament? And I was like, I think, you know, being the first round leader in San Antonio is as good as it gets for Russell Knox. I don't think he's going to win. And I was like, oh, I could fit Webb on my card. I was like, yeah, 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 let's do that. And a few hours later, I'm like, what? Like, why'd we do that, man? Like, I'm just in the mirror talking to myself. Random question. So are you going to like, how's it work? Are you going to post your picks now? Like, like, are you going to do a betting article for CBS? Are you going to, you going to tweet out your picks? Like, like, cause you used to do a really good article that I enjoyed reading every week. Yeah. It's going to look a little different. We, uh, I post only three, but I mean, come on, I'm betting at least 20 a week. Like like everyone else, (laughs) like everyone else. (laughs) Um, Gotta have that ticket. Uh, I I post only three on CBS. It's like a quick preview. I run through like five of the top guys, you know, my thoughts on them and then kind of like winner contender sleeper type of deal. Uh, But we're still working things out. I'm hoping to kind of get a few more guys in there. So my full, full card could, uh, could be online starting next week or this week. Uh, this week. Okay. It actually started, started last week too. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. Like now we're kind of free for all. We could talk about anyone 60 plus 100 plus whatever. Any names stand out to you here? So you went web, you went Siwoo. Who else down here? Yeah. So I'm on answer Siwoo and web so okay, far. That's right. Answer um, is the one I was forgetting. Man, this is looking like an RBC heritage. Jesus. Um, There's some names, man. There's some names that I like down here oh i i uh i got involved with sep straka at 70 how do you not he's so disrespected that's I, I another that guy number was crazy that's another guy where i was like are we sure keegan bradley's better than sep straka right now are we sure yeah i was like this makes zero sense to me he was with an iron in hand at the rbc heritage he puts it on the green he has a putt to win the tournament he yep. made bogey but, you know, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, and he's been yeah, he dynamite. There. Yeah. Yeah. Top 30 at the Masters on his debut. Top 10 at the Players. Wins the Honda Classic and almost wins the Heritage, which is a good field. What's a guy got to do? 
Yeah, I, I saw a 70 and I was like, that was my first bet of the week. I was like, thank you very much. Yeah. Next. I stupidly got suckered into Brian Harmon this week. Oh, I just, I I like those guys that, um, that gain strokes off the tee without being long, because that tells me that they're super accurate and Harmon falls into that category. Great bank grass putter. Both of his wins were on bank grass, a ton of great success at the travelers and colonial and a lot of those shorter bank grass courses. So he gained, and he just gained 4.4 off the tee in his last start. He's gained off the tee in six of seven. So I have to imagine with below average, below average distance, it's because he's super accurate, which we think matters here. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, he's good on long par fours too. That's good. That's encouraging to hear. <laughs> I like those guys that are like Patrick Reed's another one of those guys where they're they're not long off the tee, but they somehow get it around on, you know, longer holes and tougher courses. I think Harmon falls into that category. Harmon like almost won a U.S. Open. Remember that at Chambers Bay? It's like, what's Brian Harmon doing here? Aaron Hills. That's right. Aaron Hills. What am I saying? Chambers Bay the lo- was... The longest U.S. Open venue at the time. Maybe That's ever right. Still. That's right. Aaron Hills was Kepka. Spieth, Spieth was uh, Chambers with DJ. That three putt. And Brandon Grace on the train tracks. What uh? What number did you get on Harmon? Sixty-five. God, that is so much better than my Webb Simpson bet. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, do you is stuff legal in DC? How does it work? I have to go through like eighteen different routes to get bets in because I'm in California and they don't they don't see the point in legalizing sports betting, which I don't really understand. But what's it like in DC? Uh, DC is like the poster child of what you should not do when it comes to legalizing sports betting. Uh, they put it all through the DC lottery and it's called gambit. It's a horrible app. You should not use it at all. And then I'm pretty sure they have to go through that because gambling's not allowed on federal land. Mm-hmm. And that's like every other step here. Yeah. And so outside of that, you have capital one, which is William Hill. And then the ballpark, which is MGM. But you could just head over to Virginia, which is like two minutes, and get anything you want on an app. So that's what I do. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm hoping the other shoe drops with California at some point soon. It's uh, it's the fucking worst. Um, There's some other guys in this range I like. Quick, I want to give a quick shout out to Brandon Wu, who we didn't talk about in Mexico. I played that guy in high school golf all the time. He's he's going to be really good. He is a killer. I mean, he obviously he kicked my ass, but uh, whoa, Andy, <laughs> tell the listeners a different story. Okay, you taught him everything he knew. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I think he's got what it takes. And then he went on to Stanford. And killed it at Stanford, and I think had a really great career at Stanford. Don't think he's going to win on this course. I will say the uh, the Northeast courses that we played in high school, Treeline, Parkland, Bankgrass. Um, we went to boarding schools out in uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut. Um, he could he he's good. He's good. I don't know if it's going to materialize this week, but he's a really good player, and I could see him winning this year. Um, there's some other guys I like. Oh, I've got a, I've got a good Aaron Rye take for you too. Oh yeah, I bet on him last week. Let me have you it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dick. 
Aaron Rye. He's kind of like the homeless man's can't lay. Okay, continue. Elaborate. Steady, clean golf, nothing flashy, kind of cringy with the two gloves and the iron covers. Cantlay is like kind of cringy to watch golf. You know, he's got that like big Goldman Sachs hat and the big kind of baggy pants. Mouse. But they're yeah, but they're both they're both like really steady. Don't show a lot of emotion. I think the only thing that's missing with Aaron Rye is we have to find out if he's got a hot girlfriend. That is true. Um, I'm going to leave that to you personally. But I was watching PGA Tour Live last week, and whoever it was, great for them, made a great point. Is And they're like, does this guy take off both of his gloves to putt every single hole? And they're like, yeah. Like, isn't that unbelievable? They're like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> If you see somebody, if you see somebody at, if you're playing public public golf course with a stranger and you see somebody with the iron covers, what's your first thought? Uh, like Oive, like, get <laughs> get me out of here. You do feel bad, like the reasoning behind them is Makes like sense. sound. Yes, it, it, correct. It's a good story, and you kind of feel bad making fun of it and everything. But it's like, all right, man, that's like. You're a PGA Tour player now. You've won twice on the DP World Tour. Yeah. You can take those off, but I guess whatever makes them comfortable. Uh, but yeah, on on a Muni, I'm like running for the hills if I see that. Wonder if any of the members over at Burning Tree have iron covers. <laughs> I mean, dude, they don't cover anything over there, like I said. <laughs> We're going to get some Burning Tree questions after this podcast. Oh, God. Um, Okay, who you? I can give some more names, but anyone else you want to give attention to in this? Uh, you know, any a hundred plus anything? I made one bet. Okay, and it's Martin Laird. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I feel like everyone bets on him. He like, <laughs> he's got to do something eventually. Uh, Tita Green's good. If Kyle Stanley can win here, why can't Martin Laird? I almost went with the double Scots with Knox, but. I guess I didn't, but yeah, I think he played well here one season. I think like a top 10 mm -hmm. and Tita green. It's just so good and long and straight off the tee. Good mid iron player. Really good mid iron player. Yeah. I've been waiting for him to make putts probably for the entire 2022 at this point. Um, Me too. So <laughs> In this field, at a number I've been betting him all year, yeah, I'll happily lose money again. Yeah, I've bet him. I don't know if it's been every week. It's been close to it. Um, at the very least, are you a DraftKings guy at all, Patrick, or no? Yeah, I am. Okay, yeah. So I would say at the very least, like he's a good DraftKings play. I bet Lanto at 50 to 1. Uh, 150 to one. Sorry, he is 50, 50 to, to one. one. At, he is 50 to one at some places. There was a I saw 100 point discrepancy between Lanto at uh, DraftKings and I think it was FanDuel. Um, I think most places he's like 90, um, but I saw that Rogue 150 in DraftKings, and I had bet him last week and played him a ton in DraftKings last week, and he was good. And the thing that I liked about him was. 
it got better as the week went on. So you look at the individual rounds from the stats and it kind of all built to Sunday. And then Sunday he like hit the cover off the ball and was awesome. So 150 to one on a guy who's won before pretty good on bent grass, keeps the ball in play off the tee. I think, I think you could do worse than that. Oh yeah. From this part of the country, right. Virginia right. boy, good you know, Blacksburg. Uh, yeah. I love Lonto. Is he VCU or Virginia Tech or he he grew up in Blacksburg. That's okay. why his his parents are hippies. Uh are they really? <laughs> yeah, there there were. I think his his father passed away when he was young, but they were like straight up hippies. Uh and he used to there's a great Players Tribune article that he wrote a couple years ago, but yeah, he didn't get offered by Virginia Tech, so he went to VCU. That's the work I want to see you doing at CBS. I want to see like uh, deep dives on uh, on guys like Lanto's family. I always tell that to my friend Chris at at Golf Digest. I'm like, why don't they just unleash you, man? Like, just set some <laughs> picks and just just unleash you on some weird stuff. It's like it's hilarious when you see like Golf Digest tweets come out and like they just roll out like four gambling ones in a row. And I'm just like imagining them like texting the social team. It's like, yo, we got to push this now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um I think there's like quote I think it's all timing. I think some of them are like uh I think it's a schedule and timing and and all that stuff. I think Chris is great on uh when he like retweets his own tweet on the loop. Oh yeah. Like, it's hilarious. Like I think that's one of the like the most underratedly funny things that have you uh, seen his new Golf little Twitter. bit? We're giving Powers a lot of run here. Have you seen his new little bet, uh, the first-round leader dart throw? It's a good one. I mean, he's, he's underrated doing better than content. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else you want to throw out there? Lucas Glover, I like a lot. Don't know if I'm going to be able to to get there, but he he's another guy that's super accurate off the tee. One on bent grass at the John Deere couple months ago and he's had a really solid season like he's eight of ten cuts this year i think he's a great top 20 or or top 40 play yeah i uh i had his name written down uh another one what do you think about chez it doesn't take much man did he show <laughs> us that like he was terrible for quite some time but i have a maybe this is revisionist history i feel like he played well last week t13 Oh, oh yeah. we'll take it. We'll take oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Before that, it was it was really ugly, though. Like disgusting. I saw that. Yeah, um, I saw I that. He, but yeah, he's another guy who played well here. You know, five years ago, if that matters to you. Maybe. Do you think there are some guys that are that like remember and are like, ah, I really want to come back here? Maybe. I'm interested to see if there's like a different strategy to attacking the course. If anyone's hmm. going to try to push it and kind of get into those tight areas on the fairway to yeah. set up more scoring clubs instead of laying back. Um, that's kind of what I'm watching for this week. I think the problem, right. Is like, if you do mess, it's dead, right? Like there's not really like, if you're in the trees, are you finding that golf ball? Yeah, you are. Uh, okay. It's like, it's kind of like high, nasty, gnarly stuff. But yeah. the only real like problem areas are like 11 was the toughest fairway to hit on tour in 2018. 
that whole super hard, right? That, the whole sucks. Yeah. Uh, cause like you have to hug the left side of the fairway cause there's a big overhanging tree on the right where the Creek crosses over on your approach. So if you're on the right side, you're kind of blocked out, have to shape it around, but there's a Creek on the left side of the fairway and that's where you kind of have to keep it on. Yeah. Uh, but like 10 and 11 is where that Creek runs through. Uh, and then four five and six, there's water. But outside of that, it's, you know, it is tight, but you can get away with a little, little something, something. Did you, have you heard a little bit about the history of this course? I was kind of looking it up when I was doing the research for my Sunday show, how it had the PGA tour event and everyone was like, this course fucking blows like fuck this place. And then they oh, all yeah. stopped going. And then finally they were, Greg Norman was talking about like, they need to blow some of these holes up with dynamite. And then finally they did a $32 million renovation. And I guess the reviews since have been, have been pretty solid, but I think this original course was a fucking disaster, which kind of makes some sense because I, I fancy myself pretty plugged in into the architecture stuff. And I hadn't heard of any of these fucking guys Ed Alt, like Ed Sneed's a former player, but like none of these guys have done anything of note. Did you, are, are you up on that story a little bit? It was kind of crazy. I, I know the Norman stuff. I think he hated nine. Yeah. Most, uh, Nick price had some words about the course too. Uh, but do not, do not disrespect Ed Alt. Okay, <laughs> he is a legend in these parts. I think like, is he really? Is he like a local guy? There's a he designed Hidden Creek Country Club, which always runs like local commercials during golf tournaments. Okay, uh, and it's like player Ed Alt design. So I know for a fact he has designed that course as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, that, I don't. That's all I, I could give you. I was gonna say I don't. I don't. I couldn't find much on him. I don't, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I'll say that. Not appreciated in his own time. Damn shame. At <laughs> alt. God. Anything else before we get out of here? Where can people? So, um, where can people find your work? So that's that's the important part. What are you doing every week? Amateur status on Twitter. We know that, but where can people? What's your kind of schedule with CBS? Yeah. So. Like I said at the top, kind of like anything under the golf umbrella, I'll be posting at cbssports.com. Uh, you know, Norman quotes, you know, today about the Saudi League from Tiger Scouting Trip to gambling picks. I'm hoping to get more involved with uh, kind of like sports line, the CBS betting yeah. uh, side of things. Uh, but as of now, it's just like anything you, could, you can kind of imagine about golf, what's going on, I'll be writing about. Uh, but I did have one question for you before we left i've been mm. sitting on this okay and it, it's like a long term kind of just for the season season okay one. i think we could all agree as of right now scotty scheffler is the player of the year yes if cameron smith wins a major championship does the player of the year race come down to the tour championship so scotty has four one of them was a wgc the other one was the Masters, and um, then he also won Bay Hill, which is an elevated field. That's a really good tournament, Waste Management, which was also a really, really good field. So if, say, Cam Smith has the players and the U.S. Open, it's basically, you could say, maybe the Masters and the U.S. Open are a wash. So you're basically saying, is the players' victory more impressive than the three other ones? 
And I would and, s- and he beat John Rom in Hawaii. Don't Fuck forget me. I forgot about that. All right. The players in the century. Yeah. I think the I think if if he has the century, the players a major, a, a major and the and he wins the tour championship and Scotty doesn't win for the rest of the year. I I think it's probably Cam Smith. But I would say like I care and maybe I shouldn't because it seems like the player of the year race uh turns into who wins the FedEx Cup, right? I think like, you know, you could make a really good case for Rom last year. You can make a really good case for Morikawa last year, but you know, it ends up being and not that Cantley wasn't deserving. I really care about how you do in majors. And maybe I overrate majors. So like, for example, Cam contended at the Masters. He was basically the only other guy outside of Scheffler on Sunday that had a legitimate chance to win. If Scheffler is just like a no-show in the rest of the majors, which wouldn't change the way I feel about him long-term, he's earned the ability to slump, and Cam's like relevant for the rest of the year, that's, that's I think, what changes it. I think it depends, even if they're not as, even if they don't win, but I want to see um, how they do in the majors, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you. I, I just, after the Masters, you know, week after is always hot take alert central, you know, and people were crowning him player of the year. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, long No, way the to race go. isn't Things over. Yeah, the happen. race isn't over. I mean, somebody like, what happens if Spieth wins the U.S. Open? Or, right? Or, you know, who's another guy that's won that's really good? I mean, the Mexico, we can't, <laughs> you know, that much. But, like, if, if Rom wins the U.S. Open, he wins Mexico, and then he wins the FedEx Cup, and Scotty has a quiet end to the season, it'll be a talking point. Or, uh, I mean, we got Hideki. He's a two-time winner this year. There you go. That's probably a yeah. better example. If Hideki picks up a major, then... It's a talking point. Yeah. Um, I just wanted, wanted your take on it. No, I like that. You're, we're going to, I want to have you back next time to do like a grab bag, grab bag of uh, some weirder stuff. Oh, okay, man. Whatever. I'm down, like, I'm down for whatever. Like some, um, uh, what's that? We do a live stuff. And I, I think that's what's, what you're not just not to, you're great at the gambling side too, but I'm excited for your, your ability at CBS to get to spread your wigs and not just be pigeonholed into gambling. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I am too. That's kind of why I made the leap. Kind of, I, I said, spread my wings way too many times uh, <laughs> in the interview process. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Definitely uh, going to keep the picks coming for sure. I got to lose money. I'm working yeah. on that a little bit myself. I put out a 90 minute podcast on John Mayer and people actually listen to it, <laughs> which is, sh- I still do not believe. I do I'll not have, believe I'll, the numbers. I'll have to circle back on that one. I haven't gotten to it. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. Um, cool. All right. Patrick McDonald. It was good to see you, buddy. Yep. Mr. Lack. Thank you. All right. That's it for the podcast. Special thanks to Patrick. Special thanks to rickrungood.com. You can find me on the scramble Tuesdays and Fridays. DFS final thoughts article on Wednesday, odds checker articles, Wednesdays and Fridays. And we will see you again on this podcast feed on Sunday, breaking down TPC Craig Ranch. 
Good luck with your bats this week, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where a mobile steel runs crack And the dead shinna